of town. An improvised D&D adventure. <laughs> Little Casey comes out in front. He's running. He's running. Big, that's it. That's it. That's it. 18 plus three for oh my uh, God. acrobatics. All right. And then Big Dynamo right behind him. Oh, no. He rolls a 13. He doesn't stand a chance. Little Casey is so far yeah. ahead. Yeah. And oh, no. What's that? The track is wet up ahead. Athletic saving throw. Good. Dexterity saving throw. Whatever. Oh, that's a, that's a 14. 14. <laughs> you <laughs> expertly slide through it. You are coming up on the finish line. God damn and it. And as you cross the line, the ribbon, do a strength saving throw. Oh, no. Oh, actually pretty good. Uh, 18. You expertly run what? through the ribbon. It breaks apart. Yeah. And you win the race. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good job, little Casey. Ah, oh, thanks, man. I good feel great. Good job, little Casey. Mm. Mm. Good job, little Casey. Ow, that was an intro. That was an intro. Welcome, everybody, to hey, City of Town. Michael, how the heck are you doing? I am doing pretty darn good. It's good to see you, man. Oh, man, you it's know? good to see you, too. I feel yeah. like I never get to see you. I know. Yeah. It's not like we see each other all the time. No. But seriously, today, you know, it's great to see you. I love you. I'm I love happy you too, to be man. here. High five. <laughs> huh? Oh, no, we're slightly too far away for high fives. That was oh, awful. Oh, that was... It was such an attempt. It was such a beautiful attempt. Yeah, but you know what else we're going to attempt today? What are we going to do today? We're going to attempt. What are we... Okay, sure. What are we going to attempt? We are going to attempt an improvised Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Whoa, Michael, that sounds fantastic. Ah, man, but if only I could remember what an improvised Dungeons & Dragons adventure is. Well, let me smash that remembrance into your brain pan. The, an improvised Dungeons & Dragons adventure is an adventure that Casey and I are going to make up entirely on the spot. You see this spot right here? This spot is improv. And all around that, that's the adventure that we're going to make up. Ooh. And it's going to get all mixed up together like oil and vinegar at an Italian restaurant when they bring it to you for your bread. I like, ooh, it sounds so delicious. I know, right? It's just great. like this episode's about to be. Delicious. <laughs> uh, no character sheets, no prep work, just infinite amounts of dragon slang and infinite amounts of D&D improv fun. Ooh, fill me up with that fun. Ooh. We use two dice over here at City of Town. But Casey, which two dice? We use the D20 and the D6. Those are two of the dice that we could be using. Absolutely. We use the D20 for all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. Nailed it! Woo! We use the D6 for everything else we come up with along the way. You'll know it when you see it. You'll see it when you know it. It might be damage. It just might be. It just might be damage. Like damage. <laughs> I'm so excited for damage, Michael. <laughs> oh, God, I broke Casey. I'm so... Anywho, moving on from this uncomfortable Michael, topic. who's most welcome but certainly might be upset by everything we do in this whole 
something we call life. Rules lawyers, because we loosely base everything off of D&D 5e, but we do not stress about following the rules. We never go reference Volo's Guide to Monster to see uh, the stat blocks of a owl bear's aunt's nephew's first cousin's former roommate. That guy's a dick. He really is, and he's got a crazy stat block that's really hard to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, excuse me, how many times can uh, that person, that, that owl bear, use uh, its claw attack? Here's some advice. Make it up. You're the DM. Do whatever Ooh, the hell you want. So fun. Now, normally... Oh, wait, I, didn't, I didn't finish the Oh, uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. We make up feats. We make up spells. We make up the backstories of races and characters. We do whatever the hell we want because we're here to have fun and we're here to improv. We're here to go on a freaking adventure. That's right. The only thing we need now is to know who's going to be the dungeon master and who's going to be the player. Today, the dungeon master will be Casey. That's right. We know that normally uh, we go every other episode as best we can. Sometimes we forget and somebody goes twice. I think we've only actually messed it up one time. That I think is true. However, today, right before we started... I kind of had this idea, and I went, "God, it's really kind of fun," and so maybe we could just, we could just, uh, we could do that instead. So we're gonna so, do that. <laughs> we're gonna do that because when inspiration <laughs> strikes, you get punched in the face by it, and you just take it. You're goddamn right. You go, "Thank you, thanks for the inspiration." <laughs> thanks, inspiration. Oh, D6 of damage. Whoa, how much damage? Two. Two. Oh, okay, that's not that much. Uh, no, it's not that bad. Inspiration didn't strike that hard. <laughs> didn't but so i casey am going to be the dungeon master which means through the power of elimination i michael will also be the dungeon master Woo! oh no wait that's oh, wrong huh I yeah think... you're right wait wait oh no i'm gonna be the player that's, that's how that works that's how it's we be. can't both be the same thing we absolutely cannot michael are you ready to get this rumble started i am indeed okay the only thing I will say before we finally begin this adventure uh-huh. is that you are about to take part on an improvised Dungeons and Dragons murder mystery party. <gasps> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> Hooray! This adventure begins as all great adventures do. Ooh. As you hear the trickling of water surrounding your carriage, you've been on a long, long voyage to come to the Don Trier estate where you have been invited along with several other guests, those you do not know, but certainly you could take a guess. You have all been invited to the estate. No one Ooh. quite knows why. It's been 10 years since the last time anybody's been to the Don Trier estate, but here you are, just approaching the gates. Indeed, I am. I sit up straight, and I smooth out my nice pants. Mm-hmm. I bought them brand new just for this event. Yes, as you hear, uh, as you hear from the uh, man driving or leading your cart, as he hollers back, "Hop, yes, ma'am, we're 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 approaching the gate, just like I said, we're gonna be there shortly." Very good, Garfield. Thank you very much for the I, update. Yeah, you got it, ma'am. And you can kind of like hear like like the soppy mess of him lifting his hat and like 
nodding it. Garfield, I can't see you when you when you lift your hat up. <gasps> so there's no need for you to do that. Just keep your hands on the reins. Right, right. We don't need to crash like last time. I'm sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> keep those horses under control. <laughs> I don't want to make a fool of us as we enter the Von Trier estate. And with that, you continue uh, up long. Are you going to look out the window or anything as you go? Oh, of course I look out the window. But I have to stand upon the seat to see out because I'm a, I'm a gnome. You, you stand your little chubby legs onto the seat as you look out the window forlornly as anyone would in this type of mood and setting. Mm-hmm. As you see up along the landscape as the estate starts to come out of the fog like... Like a beast welcoming you to its den. You see a few of the lights are on and roll a perception check. (gasps) Let's see how perceptive I am. That's an 18. An 18. Plus four is 22. With a 22, you look and you see up, um, must be three floors up you see the silhouette of a figure standing there watching as potentially even you and your carriage approaches there's something rather odd but you can't quite place exactly what about the figure as it looks for a moment and then slinks away. Interesting. You continue to look around the estate and you see the cemetery where those of the Don Trier family have been buried for centuries. And you see uh, as the cobblestone turns into a beautifully fine marble uh, entryway that that folds its way up towards the house and you see an entire line of uh, servants waiting along the steps up to the porch and then to the front entrance I I as I as we go up the driveway up to the Dontrier estate I actually take yeah. out my pocket watch and I time how long it's taking us to get up there from the gate to the front entrance Okay, absolutely. You pull out your watch and it tick, 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 continues to tick as it takes another three minutes. So you clock it at about being four and a half minutes to get to the front, to get to the front entrance unimpeded. It seems like this place was very expectant of the way that its guests would arrive and there doesn't seem to be any dilly-dallying as your horse makes it unimpeded up to the very front and a servant very quickly marches their way out and you would expect water to trickle along them but you see an aura that holds the water off from them as they open the door and they say Mademoiselle, what's your last name? Uh, Gropen. Gropen? Gropen. Mademoiselle Gropen, please follow me. Uh, I flip my pocket watch closed and put it in my pocket, and then I, uh, I, I walk out after the servant. The servant begins to walk you walk you to the front and then suddenly as you are within the aura so you do not get hit by any of the rain droplets they turn and they lower down to one of their knees and they say madame gropen mademoiselle gropen you have been invited by don evin don trier <laughs> don don evin <laughs> don evin don trier so fancy 
he is most expectant um, to speak with you before the dinner begins. I wonder if I can lead you uh, along behind the back of the house to where he was hoping to have a private audience. Of course. Lead the way. Thank you. As he stands back up and begins to walk and he says, Oh, and not to worry. You must not want for anything in this house. As he snaps his finger and vines raise up and basically lift you up into a seated position and begin to move you along behind him. Oh, how courteous. <laughs> and as you, we as we go, I will surreptitiously time how long it takes us to get there. You, with, the, with this tick of always knowing exactly how long t- things take, you pull it out. Tick, 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 tick. It takes a, about a... Uh, about a two and a half minute walk, which he's walking briskly and you were gliding behind him rather quickly, keeping in pace. It does, this place is large as you move around the side. Um, are you looking around or anything? Or are you keeping an eye on the uh, watch? I'm keeping an eye on the watch. I am, of course, watching my surroundings too, but, okay. uh, and I do make some conversation with the servant. As I say, uh, these vines are rather comfortable. Yes. How come you don't get any? <laughs> The servants uh, should not partake of what the divine are entitled to. Are you are you a fan of walking here? Oh, I love it. The Dontrier family has taken care of me and my kin oh, better than than I could have ever hoped for. I am, of course, new to this estate, having moved here only a few months ago, but so far... It is the best house I've ever worked in. Well, you are very lucky to have found such an amazing employer. Yes, yes, I count my blessings daily. Are you allowed to take tips? Oh, no, thank you. Are you though. sure? He actually, uh, you kind of notice he, his face has, turns a little bit red at even the mention of it. No, 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 all of my needs are well accommodated for all right, I, I just like to reward fantastic service. Oh, thank you, thank you. As as you are reaching the uh, back porch at this point, he uh, kind of nods to you sh- and waves you in the direction of you see a figure standing out by one of those gazebos in the back, um, surrounded by like florals and all sorts of things. Uh, am I still on the vines? Um, he says. Do- uh, he says. You you are on the vines, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I being... Are the vines going to bring me all the way to the guy, or are they, they like, are. stopping? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Are you going to stay on it? Uh, yeah, I'll stay on it if they... If cool. So you were, you were guided to, to the gazebo as... Um, as you make your way up, and then gonna, the vines do stop. Though. And I'm going to check my pocket watch as soon as they stop. How long did that take? The, the full time was three minutes and 15 seconds. Hmm. And I close it and put it away in my pocket. Oh, hello there. I take it that you are Donovan? Yes, and if you are standing here talking to me, that must mean that you are Lancey Gropen. I am indeed. It's a pleasure to meet you, Donovan. Yes, and you too, um, Lancey. And you... Uh, you haven't seen this person's face as this large man, very, very rotund in a beautiful, um, flowing, like, 
flowing gown of many different types of uh, fabrics and is spectacled with jewels of all different kinds, turns to you, has a very large, bushy beard that has been trimmed into looking like a dragon basically coming out of his out of his face. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> this dude's got style. This dude has a lot of style. <laughs> He's distinct, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm dressed like I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> I've so got, sick. like, a long black duster on. I've got, like, really nice, like, leather pants on that are brand new, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I've also got fingerless gloves on. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's tight. It's... Great to finally make your acquaintance. It is an honor to meet you as well. I have, of course, heard many great things about the Dontrea family. (laughs) Well, I hope not too much, and I've heard many great things about you. Tales of fantastic detective work that you've done all throughout the land. Oh, why, thank you. Oh, well, thank you for for making your time here, right? I wonder, I, I hear that normally you do not accept uh, invites unless you have a feeling something something may happen. Well, you know, we sometimes have premonitions, and it's always good to follow your gut. Uh, yes, too true, too true. That's, that's actually why I, I invited you, as he kind of like grabs his own gut and like shakes it a little bit. This thing's often not wrong, and, well, if I'm being completely honest, and he looks to um, to the servant who walks you out here, and that servant moves their hands, and you uh, feel another aura kind of overcome the gazebo as you, uh, you, you seem to... Oh, you are a magic caster. Well, he he is. I, I say that to the servant. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, the servant the servant doesn't speak, but but smiles a little bit. Yeah, um, you are a man of many talents. No. I should have seen that coming. Yes, he is. He is. Uh, well, I didn't want anybody overhearing this, but oh, of course not. I I have a strange sense that all is not well at this dinner party, and. I'm I'm nervous, and so I decided to invite you, uh, just to, really, just to honor my own my own nerves. And I assumed that you would not come. Whoops! Oh my god! What? My phone wouldn't let me hang up on it. <laughs> uh, so when I heard that you. Would be making attendance. I got nervous. Is <laughs> well, I, th- I. It seemed like my own fears were being realized. Well, I often do end up in places where bad things happen. No, <laughs> I don't like to think that they follow me, but I like to think that I may follow them. Always hot on evil's tail. Well, that's that's good. That's good to hear. If. If you get the sense of anything evil happening here, please, please let me or one of the servants know immediately so that we may resolve it. I, I need this night to go well. I, I need it to go well. Well, first things first, did you invite anybody evil? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) of, of course I did. Oh, 
Well, uh, that was not the answer I was expecting, to be honest. Well, I'm, I'm a man who has many businesses flowing throughout the land, and you do not get everything done by simply existing with the light of heart. Well, I need to be clear about something, Mr. Don Trier. Mm-hmm. I am not here to be your bodyguard. I will not be here to protect you against anyone who may wish you harm. Protect me? Oh, I hadn't even considered the fact. No, no, no. I, I just have, want to make that clear. I have my own bodyguards to take care of me. It's it's some of the guests that I'm most concerned about. Mm-hmm. I will, I'm most concerned with bringing people to justice, not, not protecting people from fates that I may not be able to control. I understand. Hmm, that's not quite the the answer I wanted to hear, but I'm, I'm a realist, Mr. Don, Mr. Don Trier. Well, as I as I asked, would you if you noticed anything be able to uh just let my servants know so that we can we can stop anything if it if it arises. Yes, if I see anything out of the ordinary, I will alert you or one of your staff immediately. Well, Good, good, good. Um, well, I'll, I'll let you enjoy the festivities. I don't want to keep you too long. And I hope that tonight goes exactly how you want it to, Mr. Duntrier. Oh, it will. There is, of course, the discussion about my payment. <laughs> I don't concern myself with those matters. When you meet Augustus, Augustus Lorraine, uh, he handles the financials. Augustus will take care of you. All right, I will speak with Augustus. Fantastic. Well, Mr. 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 Don Trier. Yes? Stay alive. Oh, <laughs> you keep saying that, I'm going to start getting concerned. No, no, please enjoy the festivities. I'm, I'm sure... There's nothing really to be concerned about. And with that, the vines start to recede as you are led along by the servant to one of the side entrances. And I do time it. You time it, of course. And uh, and as you make it to the side entrance, uh, what you would anticipate is being, you know, just your average side entrance, a small door or something now, and you were looking around a little bit, so you, you're sure you would have noticed this before, are two large doors that have vines running along them, and the vines start to lock and tighten as they pull the two doors open. This house you. does not mess around. It does not. Excuse me, can I get the name of the interior designer here? Because I'm quite impressed. Um, let me see if he knows And the it. architect. <laughs> Boy, with a nat 20? <laughs> with, a, with a nat 20? He's actually the interior designer. With a nat 20, the servant uh, who has been walking you around says, Oh, of course. Yes, I have been studying everything to do with this house, uh, making sure that I know all of the answers to anything the guests might ask about. The architecture was done some 2,000 years ago by the late um, uh, Beardar the Magnificent. Oh. 
Beardar, uh, are you aware of uh, their architectural masterpieces? Uh, no, I am not. <laughs> Along with these houses, with this estate, he also built um, the uh, the empire of the great and the great and dying sun, uh, which is. Uh, it's one of the uh, seven pillars of the world. Oh, okay. Um, which are magical oddities that um, people like to travel to and, and stuff. It's more of like a, a trinket place at this point than anything else, but it is magnificent. You've Have you ever made it there yourself? Uh, no, she has not. Yeah. But Beardar, Beardar must maybe gone, but his, he lives on through his work, clearly. Oh, yes. It is truly a magnificent and, well, just don't go off the beaten trail, please. Oh, well, I can't make any promises there. <laughs> it's not exactly my style to do as people want. Yes, yes. And at that moment, uh, as he's been leading you into the, into the, the entrance, which you get a little turned around as you're somehow now at the front entrance um, and you see all of these, all of these other people kind of standing about talking with each other. So how long did it take us to get from the, where the, where Don, where Mr. Don Trier was to here? Uh, it took about uh, 53 seconds. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense based on my understanding of the geography of the house? So, so it far? made sense to get to the to get to the side of the house mm-hmm. as it took you forty five seconds to get from the edge of the side of the house to the gazebo. So a little bit longer that makes sense to get to there. However, to get to the front of the house, clearly some magical mechanism trans basically transported you from the side of the house to the front okay. without you being aware of it. Impressive. Okay. So have other guests arrived? Oh, I know you. I know you. I've seen your portrait before. Oh, I don't often pose for portraits. Oh, oh. Is this uh, is this rather wiry? Um, as this w- creature kind of stumbles over to you, clearly having partaken of drinks well before, you've only seen a few in your time. Um, this is a half gnome, which is a gnome that uh, has had relations with an elf, uh, <laughs> their offspring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as this like really awkwardly like tall gnome kind of <laughs> is like just like moving their way to you, um, I, you, you are the detective. Well, I my cover seems to already be blown. <laughs> I need to be more careful about my publicity in the future. <laughs> Margaret, Margaret, the detective is here. I I had my suspicions we would be seeing some celebrities. Oh, I'm so excited. As... Are, are you a celebrity? <laughs> I'm afraid I don't recognize you. Oh, I'm I'm sort of a local celebrity. Uh, I'm an actor. I've been traveling with a group of troubadours. Uh, and yes, you could. Well, if Margaret's the real actor over here, um, as Margaret, this uh, very like large, um, 
elephant person Ooh. Uh, walks over. Loxodon? On Oxidon, yeah, Lo- exactly. Loxodon, yeah. Uh, as she as she moves her way over, um, her uh, what's her nostril? Uh, trunk. Her trunk holding a martini glass. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She, she comes over and she says, "Oh, you, I recognize." Oh, is Herschel bothering you? Yes, charmed as always. It is oh. me. Herschel's not a bother at all. He was simply giving me the lay of the land. Oh, good, good. The first person to approach you at a party is always a very good sign. That's the person you're going to be with most of the night. I like it. Ooh, Margaret, be polite. This is the detective who, who I'm always trying to keep up the latest on. Herschel, I am trying to remain low-key. If you could not advertise to everybody who I am. Of course. I will keep everything on the down low. I appreciate that very much, Herschel. Margaret, this is not the detective. This must be someone very different. As (laughs) Herschel winks at you, (laughs) trying to save face. Mm -hmm. Good job, Herschel. (laughs) Well, did I hear that the detective is here? Well, get out of my way! As, well, at, did, who, who, did they tell everybody that the detective was coming? At this point... Is there a crime I'm supposed to be solving? At this point, uh, a... a a very small... Uh, a very small little... Um, uh, Pixie, who is with like a booming voice, obviously, is kind of like standing at the top of a spiral staircase. Um, and, and that's the person who just called down to you. And with that, everyone is now looking at you. Uh, I check my pocket watch to see how much time has elapsed since we got to the main hall. You, you, and when you entered, you were entering into the main hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, so that the last time I checked was like when we got into the main hall to see how long it took to get here from the Don Mr. Don Trier. So, so now I want to just... know how long I've been here since then. Oh, um according to your pocket watch, you've been here for about 4 4 and a half minutes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um Oh, I I I'm sorry. You seem a little stunned. I I had heard that you were a, a bit of you a bit of a celebrity and were were you accustomed to people recognizing you is that oh. not the case I always try to remain low key but I'm never opposed to meeting new people My name is uh oh Lancy Lancy Groper <laughs> That's a rough name Lancy Not a huge fan of it <laughs> My mother named me that Do you want to be Lancel uh, no, Lancey's great. <laughs> My name is Lancey Groper. <laughs> okay. I come from a long line of Gropas. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. We're not doing this joke. Uh, yes, Miss... Uh, it's because we grope the case. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not doing this. That's how we solve the case. I'm proud of her. All right. <laughs> Well, Miss 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 Groper, <laughs> Groper, just pronounce it with a heavy accent. It doesn't sound so bad. Groper, Miss Groper, it is. <laughs> I I know exactly who you are. No need for 
for acquaintances. I am a good friend of um of Bygonsley. Oh, Bygonsley. Yeah. Oh, that was so tragic what happened to him. Yes, it was. Uh, solving but... his solving his murder was it did feel good to put that maniac behind bars. I'm sure, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody's officially here. Well, I d- I'm not exactly sure who you are, sir. Oh, me. You have caught me unawares. I'm the event coordinator. Oh, and your name is? Oh, my name. People don't normally ask me my name. My name's Pixel. Pixel. Pixel nice. the Pixie. Bit nice to meet you, Pixel. Yes. <laughs> you have put together quite the soiree here. Haven't I? Well, it's not every day that you get to uh, host an event at the Don Churihira Estate. Everybody, everybody, dinner's about to begin. Oh, well, I look forward to the meal. And of course, if you spot anything strange, would you let me know so that I can... Report it to the to the Dontrias. Oh, all of my eyes will be out for the strange. Of course. You can count on me. We want to make sure that we keep everything nice and calm tonight. <laughs> and with that, uh, the pixel kind of like his wings flutter as he begins to fly towards what you would imagine is the dining room. Cool. I will check my pocket watch to see how long I was in the things talking to pixel and then also how long it takes to get to the dining room. Uh, okay. <laughs> Certainly. It, 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 obviously. It, hey, Casey, it all needs to make perfect sense. <laughs> if you get these numbers wrong, everything's ruined. It obviously <laughs> took two and a half minutes to have that conversation. <laughs> and another 33 seconds to make your way into the dining room. Oh, do the you dining just room walk was straight nearby. into the dining room? Yes, I do. But I sort of walk around the perimeter of the table and... Look at all the place settings and see if I notice anything askew. Uh, yeah. As you as begin, roll a perception check. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, you know, it was a five plus four is nine. Very impressive perception check. With a nine, you look and and not a thing is out of order. Well, it's the, all beautifully set up. The servants have done quite a job. Yes. The uh, the plates are all these these vibrant uh, deep royal blues. Um, as the silverware uh, adjoining it is all made of ivory, um, and the place settings are all well uh, laid out, ornate uh, flowers and little statues from all across the world. It seems. Uh, I will. I'm gonna stealth my way into the kitchen. Okay. Um, are you trying to hide from everyone, or are you just... I'm just trying to not draw attention to myself as I walk towards the kitchen. Okay, you're a detective. I don't think it... Here, I'm going to roll a perception to just see if... I mean, my specific class is rogue. You're a rogue? Yes. Okay, so are you just, like... Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm also small as hell. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. like I like walk behind tables and like use like the servant's legs as covers. I walk towards the... As I walk towards the uh, kitchen door to try and get inside. Yeah, you don't have any problems. Cool. You get in, You get into the kitchen easy. Uh, I'm going to take a look around while trying to avoid any of the servants or kitchen staff and just see if I see anything strange. Okay. Um, Mainly I'm looking to make sure that no one's getting poisoned. Okay, got you. So... Like I don't want when the servants like slip some 
slip a vial of something in someone's food while anyone's not looking. Yeah, totally. Uh, so roll a perception check. Oops. Ooh, that's a 19. 19 plus anything? or uh, Plus four, so oh, 23. 23. Yeah, um... So with a 23, your eyes are like a hawk as you move oh, around yeah. this place. My pupils are like constricted, and I'm like, zoned in. Detective mode. You're looking everything up and down as you look around, and you do not see necessarily anything untoward. Um, however, you notice a few little ingredients and things that... Uh, don't necessarily belong in a kitchen. Um, one of them is a pesticide that's near the window. Hmm. Um, another one is a piece of broken glass that's um, kind of crumpled into a napkin on a bar cart. Uh, and then the final one is a... Um, is a red speck on the chandelier. Uh, you could imagine that it's possibly blood, but you would have to get closer to actually be able to tell. Interesting. Um, so nothing seems specifically out of order here. That's just strange. So I guess that I will go back into the main room. Okay. But I'm going to keep into track. Into the dining room. Yeah, into the dining room. But I'm going to like remember where the pesticide in particular, was placed. It's it's along the uh, yeah, it's along the east window on the like little ledge. Cool. I'll move my way back into the dining room. Great. Um. So you make your way into the dining room as Pixel is welcoming everybody. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, everybody. Please take your seat. We want to be getting. We want to be getting this dinner going immediately. We we're on quite the schedule tonight. We have a great list of affairs that we'll be getting to, starting with a beautifully constructed six course meal. Oh, oh. Um, I. Of course, uh, please, uh, Miss Groper, take your seat. Please take your seat. Is my seat near Pixel? Uh, your seat is actually like kind of like two thirds of the way down the table on the opposite okay. side. I'll just sit where I was assigned. Okay, cool. Yeah, there are little place settings that tell people where they should be sitting. So I'll walk over and I'll 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 actually sort of stand on my chair so that I have a better ability to see everybody at the table. Great. Because obviously uh, if I sit, then I'll be really low down. You go and you and you stand on your chair. You see another uh, you see another gnome on the opposite end of the table who's also kind of like standing to, to listen as Pixel continues to... About how many people are here total? There's about 20 people. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody's kind of looking around um, a, and looking towards as... Uh, Pixel says, and for our first course, we will have an appetizer, a little choice of lamb with a uh, with a raspberry rub on top. I time how long it takes them to take the meal out. Uh, as soon as he says that, the doors flap open, and the uh, and they and the servers all march out, and they place individual uh. Plates in front of each person with one single bit of lamb with a little uh, like raspberry rub. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you sit down at this point? Um, well, I kind of have to remain standing so I can reach the food. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But you're, but so any, and as soon as the uh, they all make it out, he says, "Well, uh, I think we may have some words a little bit later down the meal, but everybody dig in to start." Uh, and I'm going to reach into my pocket and withdraw a little like packet of powder, mm-hmm. which I'm going to sprinkle into my drink and then also sprinkle on top of my food. And it's actually anti-poison powder. Anti-poison. So yes. it doesn't change colors for poison or anything. It just dissolves it, poison. It just dissolves it. Yes, exactly. All right. So I can't actually tell if the food is poison. It's just a habit that I always do. Because I've seen so many people get poisoned by food. <laughs> You do so. And uh, it sort of ruins the flavor of the food. It doesn't make it, like, bad, but it just doesn't taste nearly as good as it would otherwise. Why are you doing that? Uh, well, you know, you can never be too careful. Uh, the, Have you ever seen a man get poisoned? The person talking to you is this kind of morose-looking person with a haphazard suit um, that's really, like, patchwork together this... Uh, this woman, human, probably a uh, variant. Uh, <laughs> probably a variant. <laughs> oh, I sense that she has an extra feet. <laughs> uh, poison? Uh, are you, you're concerned about poison? Well, I am a detective, and I am have been brought here. And although there has not been a murder yet, there, I've it appears that people may think that there will be one. <sighs> Yeah. All right. I'll admit, I've never had to solve a murder that hasn't happened yet. There's a first time for everything, I suppose, though, and I'll take a big bite of my meat. She continues to eat. She doesn't really engage with this conversation (laughs) too much. Um, as you're, as the first meal kind of ends its course, the servers all come and they start to remove the plates. Um... And roll a perception check. Ooh. Ten plus four, 14. 14. You notice that a chair is empty. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody appears to have left. Uh, yeah. Well, 14, you'd probably be able to piece it together pretty easily. Who you notice is missing is uh, the Loxodon, Margaret. Okay. Uh, and did, you, s- did, did you notice Margaret leave? I asked the man in the, in the like, the patchy suit. A woman. But, yeah, she, she's, uh, she's, like, staring down at, at her empty plate that gets removed, and she goes, <sighs> Margaret? <sighs> Stop. I've tried not to pay attention to Margaret. Always performing. What a... F- what a try hard. Uh, actors are quite tiresome sometimes. Yeah. But we are all actors in one way or another, aren't we? Playing roles. I hate the performing arts. <laughs> Ever well, since I was turned down for the role of Pipsqueak in, in the junior year play, I swore to myself I would, I would never try out again. They didn't understand my talents. Nobody understands my freaking talents. <laughs> it is tough. And with it's t- that... It's tough to be not misunderstood. I understand that. Uh, uh, all right. She she is kind of like a little quizzical of like, wow, this person actually listened? Yeah. Crazy. I'm a detective. That's what I do. 
And with that, you hear a clap uh, as Pixel stands up and he says, Well, I didn't want to uh, surprise anybody, but we actually do have a performance before our next course. Oh, I think we may have found out where Margaret went. A performance by none other than Margaret the performer. You see, that's why I'm a detective, because I'm so good at uh, deducing things like this. And here we go. And he claps his hands, and suddenly a body just falls off the <laughs> table. <laughs> as you just, as it, the table just gets hit hard, somehow maintains its structural form as you see eyes now looking directly at you, the deceased body. Of Margaret, the performer. I check what time it is. It is none other than 7.46. 7.46. And 32 seconds. Well, time of death. And I plop it shut and I put it in my pocket. (laughs) Well, time of death is pretty fucking lit as far as a a saying. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) I... Oh, these people kind of scream out in fear. I'm going to jump up on the table and stomp my foot twice to get everyone's attention. As I say, ladies and gentlemen, there has been a murder. A murder! 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 I must ask that nobody leave this room. <sighs> as, as somebody who already has their hand on the door stops and turns back. Huh, huh, huh. Servants, secure those doors, please. No, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, this is Herschel, who is running towards the door. Um, Herschel gets grabbed by a couple of the servants and pulled back and sat back into his chair. Everybody, please remain calm. All, the safest we can be is if we're all together. Now, now, everybody. Please listen to the detective. Thank you very much. We need to get to the bottom of this unseemly, untimely, horrible murder, says Pixel. Thank you very much, Pixel. I appreciate the support. Of course. Now, I have solved over 372 murders in my time. I heard it was 73! 71! Must be 72. It's 372, everybody. I have been very meticulous (laughs) as I counted them through the years. This case... Maybe one of the most difficult. This person was murdered without me even seeing it coming. And I knew that something strange was going to happen tonight. She knew and she didn't do nothing about it. I didn't say I did nothing. I just said that I wasn't able to stop it. Which is quite perplexing. So, I will of course need to have interviews with everyone here. We will go through one by one and figure out who had done it. A mystery is afoot. Everybody, nobody will be leaving this estate until we get to the bottom of this murder. Please help the detective in any way you can. Detective, please tell us um, what you want. Well, servants, I need you to keep every single person in this room. I will take people one by one into the sitting room and interview them. Clink, clink. And then all of a sudden you hear that unclink as somebody had locked the sitting room. But we will they start unlock it. with Herschel. Oh, uh, okay. 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 
uh, Herschel seems freaked out as <laughs> two guards or two servants kind of lead him into the into the sitting room. Uh, his body mostly slunk down as they're basically having to carry him. I, I pour him a glass of water in the sitting room and slide it across the table to him. Let's so <laughs> say, Herschel, drink some water. You have to understand. It, I need I as as he takes the water and starts to drink it. Herschel, you you seem like you're more concerned for proving your own innocence than you are about the fact that your wife was just murdered. Just why are you so concerned that people will think it's you? They always they always blame the husband. You know, I in the three hundred and seventy two murders that I have solved. It's only been the husband four times. That's good to hear. Uh, I, I, I don't know anything, okay? I was just... Uh, no. Herschel? What? Tell me what you know. I know. I can't. I can't say. I can't. Yes, you can. Drink some water. Calm yourself. Close your eyes for a moment. And when you open them, in three seconds, you will tell me what you know. He does so. He takes a drink of water and he sets it back down. Roll a perception check. Five plus four is nine. With a nine, um, you you watch him set the glass down um, as he looks and he closes his eyes. Um, and he keeps them closed. And he says, I see... I was told to give her... I was told to give her it. And then all of a sudden, his eyes open back up. Beat red. You look down to the glass. The glass now full of blood. As as his skin turns a pale white. And then he starts seizing. Interesting. <laughs> he does watch him. Uh, servant... This man appears to have been poisoned. Oh, 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 uh, as uh, as you see the other servant who is who is joining you out back before waves his hand um, and says, "No, I, there's no poison here. He has been cursed. He's been cursed." And the uh, the servant tries with all of his might he waves his hands he he pricks a bit of his own blood and drips it into the cup as it for a moment flickers and spreads a blue um like a blue liquid forming in the cup and then all of a sudden it gets clapped back down to blood deep red and (laughs) herschel falls still well I didn't exactly learn what I needed to from him, but I have learned something. What's that? Someone magical is murdering people at this party. (sighs) I would like to speak with you now, servant. Take a seat. Certainly. Do you want us to do anything with this body? We can set him to the side for now. 
Please, Sebastian, help us move the body to the side. Place a place a cloth over him. Uh, they do so. They place a cloth um, as the servant uh, sits down before you. I'm afraid I didn't catch your name earlier. No. Oh. My name is Goramir. Goramir. It's nice to finally officially make your acquaintance. Yes, uh, of course. How long was it that you said you've been working for the Dontreas? Only five months. I'm, I'm rather new. Hmm. How come you left your last job? A man of your significant talents and poise surely must be a hot commodity. Someone would want to try very hard to hold on to you and treat you right. They would, and of course now this is not necessarily going to sound the best, but... My previous employer was was murdered, the last of his family line. He, unfortunately, for his family, was sterile and unable to bear new children. A, a horrible issue of... A curse? No, <laughs> save the graces from my understanding... Their family was rather fond of keeping the bloodline pure, oh. if you understand my meaning. You speak of incest. I do. Though that word is cursed and damned by all, I wish not to speak too much of my employer, as, as I never like to speak ill of the dead. I understand. Well, I think that's all my questions I have for you. I... If I, if I may give you one one small piece of advice. Yes. I know that you are often fixated upon the time. I've I've watched you check your clock, uh, your piece. Yes. Things don't work in this house as they do elsewhere in the world. This place. Built by, some would call him a god. I may call him a trickster. Thank you for the advice. I will take that under consideration. Would As you... I do, of course, check the time. Yep, and the time is seemingly right in lockstep with where it should be. Mm -hmm. um, just uh, a few moments after 8 p.m. Let's remove this body from the room. And uh, bringing in the next interviewee. As you wish. Uh, as he uh, as he has a few servants remove the body into an adjoining room, uh, uh, Goromir begins to bring in the next the next guest. Who would you like to speak with next? I would like to see Pixel. Pixel, if if I may, um, your services are being requested. Oh, yes, of course. I want to get to the bottom of this. Move out of my way. As Pixel uh, very quickly like shoots into the room and sits down on the chair. Now, how can I help you? This is not what I was hoping for. Of course, I figured with your presence that there was the chance of... Oof, something of this variety, but this is terrible for an event coordinator. It's absolutely awful. I completely agree. So please, how can I help you? Question me. Question me. 
Become the bad uh, detective if you need. Well, you were the only one who knew that Madame Margaret was going to be leaving the dining room to prepare for her performance. Where did she go? Oh, she went up to the uh, third floor. Um, I believe that the Don Trier family had prepared a room for her to to ready herself for her performance. And then after that room, where did she go to prepare to, like, descend from the trap door? Well, if my diagrams are correct, and they, he begins, like, pulling all of these, like, diagrams out of his pockets, and he says, well, she was set to go and, and, and ready herself, go through any um, performance things that she must, and then she was supposed to report right back to the dining room. There, there really was no room for dilly-dallying. We were on a tight schedule. Hmm. This is very curious. All right. I want you to go into the next room and stay in there. No, actually, Pixel, I want you to stay here. You're going to sit right where I am, and you're going to interview the guests one by one as they come through here and ask them questions about where they've been tonight. Duh. The next guest we're going to bring in is the other gnome. Oh. Boromir, please grab them. Uh, as you wish. As Goromir opens the door and calls in a uh, Lawrence Fredrickson. And Pixel, you need to be intense. You need to scare them. You need to make them think that you believe that they are guilty. You mentioned it yourself. You need to play bad detective. I like it. Meanwhile, Lawrence, please come over here. I know you're brand new to the situation. I need you to do a bit of acting for me. Can you do that? Okay, sir, I can, I can do anything you want. All right, Gormir, can you please place a chair over there where it can view both, both Pixel and the interviewee? A little puzzled, Gormir does so, setting up the scene. Meanwhile, I'm going to reach into my bag, and I'm going to withdraw a matching detective's hat mm -hmm. and a matching uh, trench coat. And I'm going to put the detective's hat onto uh, the Lawrence. Uh-huh. It sort of, like, covers his face a little bit. Put the uh, coat on him and say, Lawrence, please sit here in this chair. Take this notepad and pencil and oh. pretend to be me taking notes as Pixel interviews each of the guests. Oh, okay. After each guest is interviewed, have them brought into the next room and don't let anybody see your face, Lawrence. Nobody can know that you're not me. Uh, sure, yeah. Everyone has to believe they're being watched by a mysterious detective as they're interviewed by Pixel and then taken into the next room to await the verdict. Uh... I, th I think I understand. I'll ask questions if I don't. Don't ask any questions. Oh, don't ask any questions. Just don't say words. You can motion with the pen to, like, flip people to the next room and that you're done with them, but don't ask questions because no one can hear your voice. Understood. And Pixel, just tell everybody that this is part of the process. This is how I work. Yes, of course. You need to play along with this, Pixel. It's very important. Anything you need. I think I understand. All right. Meanwhile, I'm going to go and investigate the third floor. Oh. Where Margaret w went before she died. Well, all right. Uh, how about... I, I know how to get there. Oh, you... I will <sighs> find my own way. A little, a little flustered pixel is trying to get his head wrapped around the situation, but seems to understand. All right. Uh, as you're going to make your way to the third floor? Yep. And Gormir, once I'm gone... Let the next person in be interviewed by Pixel. Please, just remember what I said. This house... 
It's not quite natural. I understand. And I'm going to check the time. It is 8.06. 8.06. I snap the pocket watch shut and I leave the room. You uh, you leave the room. I'm going back into the main foyer where uh, the stair, the spiral staircase would take you up to the next floors. All right, let's solve a murder. With that, you begin heading up the stairs. Uh, you s- skip over the second floor, I'm assuming? Yes, I go straight to the third floor. You go right up to the third floor where um, you get to the third floor landing. And there are uh, a few halls that, that jut out. Um, I look for elephant foot-sized imprints in the carpet. Okay. Absolutely, and you were shown a diagram, so you do know that she should have gone to the left, but of course, roll a perception check. That's a seven plus four is 11. Wow, these are not, these are not going great. Not going, not going super well. You aren't able to make out, um, unfortunately, it's wood, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't notice, you don't notice any, um, like. Let me check the carpet for imprints. Mm, yes, it is hard wood. <laughs> Understood. Uh, to your credit, you do not notice dust trails or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, or anything of that kind or nature or anything else. Um, so are you going to go down the left? I will go to the left where I believe that the room she went to is. Yeah. You make your way, you enter into the left hallway, and as you walk down, you notice that there are no other doors other than the one at the very end of the hallway. Interesting. All right, and I walk up to the door, mm-hmm. and I will uh, quickly inspect the door, see if I see anything strange about it, anything like stuffed into the sides of it, or like anything wrong with the handles. You... Notice that the door handle is tilted to a, uh, to like a, it's slight like a forty-five degree angle down. All right. Well, I check the time. Yep, it is eight oh nine. And I use my foot to push the door open. You. I'm push... assuming because the handle is askew that it's not fully closed. You are. You would assume correctly as you push it open. It creaks open um the room is shrouded in darkness however luckily you are a gnome so you have dark vision Mm -hmm. so you are able to quickly see the room and it is this rather barren for what most of this house has led you to assume any room would look like as there is a single bed um the frame made out of a un um an unfinished wood uh, and a single mirror uh, directly uh, at the head of the bed. Do I see anything in this room that makes me think that Margaret was here? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty barren. So it's tough to tell. I will need you to make another perception check or actually do an investigation. Ooh, check. Investigation time. That would be a 16 plus 8, 24. With a 24, you you take a moment, and, and at first glance, it seems like everything's normal here. And then you see a dot similarly colored to what you remember was on the chandelier in the kitchen. A single dot at the center of this lone room. Huh. 
It's in the ceiling? It's in the floor. It's in the floor. Thinking back to the diagram that I saw, am I above the kitchen? You, in fact, are. Nearly directly. How many more floors are above me? Above you, when you got to look out the window of your carriage, it appeared that there were four floors in total. Huh. I... How big is the dot? Are you going to get closer and look at it? Well, not too close. Okay, you get close enough, um, as long as you go like a little into the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You go into the room a little bit, and you look, and you were easily able to tell at this distance, even with the lights off due to your dark vision, you're able to tell that this is, in fact, blood. Is this, is this like a single dot of blood? Yeah. And there's no blood on the ceiling above it. You look up, and you do not see any blood above. What left this blood? Interesting. Uh, and there's nothing else in this room that I notice that's askew or makes me think Margaret was here? Uh, no. The rest of the room is empty. Okay. Uh, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go straight to where, uh, I, where I know that she went to like go down into the dining room. Yeah. I'm going to go down to the second floor and try to find like an equal spot like right above the kitchen to see if there's a dot there as well okay you go down to the second floor and when you get there you notice that there are only two hallways there is not a third that takes you to the left as before do i remember the kitchen having extra high ceilings that would have extended all the way to the third floor the, it was pretty high up. However, it doesn't seem that it would have been high enough. I'm going to check this wall where I think there should be a hallway and see if uh, there's any trap doors. Um, I'm looking for like false, like a, a secret door or false panels or anything like that. Okay. Um, so you, right there is a giant portraiture of the uh don trier family mm -hmm. and so you uh do you are you gonna move that at all or finesse with it uh i'll run my knife along the edges of it like behind the painting to see if it like catches on anything yeah or um, reveals anything yeah as you're running it along um it hits into a little divot that when you look a little bit closer you notice that it has a little hatch that you can um most likely fit your finger into uh i'm not gonna use my finger i'll use the knife though uh okay i have knives of different sizes too if i need to have one that's more finger sized what you notice is that there is something there's some type of hooked mechanism where you need to basically like where somebody would put their finger in and latch it backwards to pull hmm I could, uh, I'll take my grappling hook out and use one of the parts of it that like curves around. Okay. You're, 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 uh, well, roll, uh, roll a, uh, what is it for like lock picking and stuff? Uh, so it's, you, it's like using the tool of like thieves tools or something. Okay. I'm not using thieves tools. Am I just, am I just grasping this thing or am I picking a lock? You're, you're kind of picking a lock currently. Oh, uh, 
I'll just roll a dexterity check. Yeah, do dexterity. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. What was it? Oh, you know, it was a two. Is it two? Plus like six, but still two. Okay. Not plus six, plus four. So you struggle with this as you um, as you try to get uh, this this into there, and you successfully do, but you jankily do it as it makes a loud like crunch um, as the painting starts to come away from the wall. The wall itself, just like a sort of panel that that opens itself, you get the sense you broke the lock rather than picking it. Well. That's one way to open up a door, and I put the grappling hook back into my bag. You you open it, and as you look in, um, the the wall, uh, the painting, it reveals that um, about half of the wall, uh, from the floor to like halfway up um, the wall, is taken up by further wall. It seems like that is the ceiling of the kitchen, but there is a crawl space about three to five feet large. Do I even have to crawl or can I just walk you, into it? You, because of your height, can certainly walk it. You have to slouch slightly. Yeah, I'll walk into it. Or actually, no, at three three to five feet, you wouldn't even have to slouch. Cool. I'm definitely I'm definitely careful of like any like hidden trip wires or anything like that. Okay. As you walk, um, roll me an investigation check. Ooh. That's a nine plus... Eight seventeen. With a seventeen, you do notice a, a single trip wire at one point that you're able to easily maneuver over. However, the next thing you find is a bit of broken glass. Hmm. Um, just a small fragment of it. This reminds me of what I saw in the kitchen. It does. You do think back to the bit of broken glass. This one's not wrapped in a napkin, though. No. But when you look at it, um, what was your score again? 17. With 17, you're able to place this bit of glass. It certainly does match that that was in the napkin. And furthermore, the glass is very thin. Um, seemingly very fragile, something reminiscent of a glass you had seen earlier, huh. the martini glass that Margaret was holding in her trunk. I see. Huh. Do I see any, do I see the blood from the other room? Uh, you get the sense that you're not quite under the, uh, uh, under the place yet. Okay, so I'll keep going then. Great. So you continue along, and as you get further and further into this place, it becomes more damp, and and uh, the heat and the trappings of the house grow greater as you approach and you find um, the ending of this hallway where you find all sorts of trinkets and and great oddities and stuff filed along shelves. And at the center of this room, once again, you find a single dot. These items must be of great value if they were hidden behind a secret door with a lock. This is quite intriguing. 
Hmm. And I look at the blood. It looks like it looks like blood again. Uh, it does. And it doesn't look like it dripped here, right? No, it seems like strangely, it's just here. You can't see any other traces of blood. I wonder if this has something to do with the curse. Strange. And I look at the objects around the room. Do they look like they're objects of value? Uh, yes, great value. And you, you would uh, you would guess. You see statuettes of gold. You see orbs of changing colors. Um, you see a carpet that is rolled up and and hidden. Uh, yeah, you you get the sense that this is one of the treasuries of this house. Well, the Don Trez definitely didn't want anyone to find this. But why is the blood here? Uh, I will leave, and I want to head back up to the third floor to where the room that Margaret was going to descend from is. Okay. Uh, you you make your way up. Um, you, wait, you're going to the third floor. Yeah. Again. Uh, so okay, you do, and you successfully make your way back to that room. And I will close the door behind me, the portrait door. Okay, it doesn't quite shut perfectly as it is busted, so it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't latch in. Um, so you, if somebody really like paid attention, they would see a little lip. Okay, cool. But it is closed enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'll head back up to the third floor and Great. go find that room that she was supposed to descend from. You you make your way up to the and I'll check the time. Third floor. Um, you check the time, and it says that it is nine oh six p.m. Wow. Time starts. Time's starting to feel a little bit wonky. Indeed. As you run up to the next floor, uh, you see a person standing at the end of the hallway by the door. <laughs> That's stupid. Stupid. I, she always has to be just the spectacle of everything. You see the form of a very variant human <laughs> the lady in the patchy suit exactly whose name i forget yep <laughs> i don't think she ever told you her name oh okay well hello what are you doing <laughs> up here <laughs> that idiot pixel mentioned that this was the last place that anybody that she was supposed to be in. Well, and no one else seems to be doing anything. That detective is a complete Neanderthal. How did you escape from the interview room? <laughs> I was born in this house. I know every little nook and cranny of it. Certainly know how to unlatch one of the locks. Oh, so you're a Don Trier then? That's right. The youngest, the forgotten one, the one nobody talks about. Well, I haven't forgotten about you. You and I sat next to each other at dinner. You asked me about my poison, uh, my anti-poison powder. Oh. I'm the Neanderthal detective. With my variant human eyes, I don't (laughs) have dark vision. (laughs) Oh, well, we should probably turn on the light for you. Yeah, that would be handy as she uh, 
as she shoots a fireball that scorches. Normally, this would shoot out in a 20-foot uh, diameter, burning or scorching you. However, this time it seems to control itself as it just lights up uh, the chandelier hanging in the hallway. Oh, thank you. That's so much better. Even with dark vision, it's still annoying to have to stumble around without light. What are you doing with that whole charade you have downstairs? Why are you out here looking around rather than talking to any of those... <laughs> those murderers? I'm gathering clues. The longer that people stew and the longer that people get nervous and think that I know something that they that they don't want me to, the more desperate they'll become and the more likely it will be that they will make a mistake. Meanwhile, I'm gathering clues. Hmm. It's going to be more useful for me to question them later on than it is for me to question them right away after the murder. Fair enough. What have you found? I prefer to... Reveal what I have found all at once rather than pass it out. Plus, I do not know who... I don't truly know you. You are still a suspect until I've cleared anyone. I've not cleared anyone from my case. A suspect. The only person who actually loved Margaret and I'm a suspect. Well, I think that Herschel would disagree with that. Oh, Herschel. Yeah. Everybody loves Herschel. That's the name of the play he was in. It was, and it was terrible. Stupid, terrible performance by a stupid, terrible man. Do you know that Herschel, that's not even his real name, that's a stage name that he created. He's not even a half-gnome, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> he couldn't get a serious role, so he turned himself into a freak show. So that then he could go and, and get all of these performances. Oh, look at the freak. That, that freak half-gnome. People are so gullible. Indeed. I think that's very true. I think that's astute of you that you see that in people. Is there a reason you're up here? I told you I was... I was looking for anything that could help figure out what the hell is going on in this house. Why anybody was invited here? Do Why? You, hmm? Do you think that I'm gullible? I think everyone is, if you know the right way to manipulate them, of course. And do you know how to manipulate me? <laughs> Oh, the fun questions. Yes, if I'm being honest, I know exactly how to manipulate you. Are you manipulating me right now? I don't know. Maybe check your watch. And I will check my watch. You look down at it, and suddenly it says that it's 7.06 p.m. Directly before dinner it doesn't seem the murders happened yet interesting so why would you want to confuse me about what time it is <laughs> hmm 
suppose you'll have to figure that one out on your own. I suppose so. Well, if the murder hasn't happened, that means supposedly Margaret's directly inside that door. Should we find out? Uh, she will go and reach for the door handle. And I'll walk over next to her so I can see into the door. She clicks it down about, oh, I'd say two-thirds of the way and opens the door as you look inside and you see Margaret standing there in front of the mirror right in the center of the room. She is going... <laughs> going through her uh, regular pre-performance routine. Margaret. Oh, <laughs> scared me in this droll house. Oh, well, I don't mean to startle you, but I believe you're about to be murdered. Excuse me? Yes, I think we'd rather, I think we should get you to safety. Something bad is about to happen, and you, I'm not sh entirely sure I can stop it. You come in here, and you tell me I'm about to get murdered, and that I should come with you. I, I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Well, do I see the apparatus that lowers her into the dining room? Uh, you, uh, you look around, and you see a small uh, cup. Like a like one of those like wide brimmed cups mm -hmm. um, that people will like wash their hands in or something like that resting along the bed. Uh, but that's not like a device that she would get lowered with. I don't know. Just a cup. <laughs> Maybe. How does magic work? We all wonder. In forty minutes. Roll it. Roll it. Uh, roll an investigation check. I'm gonna investigate. Oh my god, that's a 19 plus 8, it's 27! You recognize that the bowl has a matching identical one down below. It was one of the trinkets that you had seen when looking around the table. Oh, gotcha. Margaret, in just a little, in just about 40 minutes, you will be dead. On top of the dining room table. You will have been, you will have fallen there. Instead of appearing for your performance, you will plop down onto the table. Murdered. And I'm trying to figure out who did it to you. I heard you've solved 371 cases. 372. Okay. Well, that checks out from everything I know about you. Mm-hmm. Today I get to solve a murder that hasn't happened yet, which is quite exciting. Well, fine. Suppose I do go with you. What would you have me do? You know, this is new territory for me as well. We're going to find that out together. Well, fine. All, all, all right, I've never missed a performance before. But I'd rather make the next performance. It's actually in a really grand ballroom. Quite a lot of money. I think I might just finally get discovered there for, you know, of course, past this continent. Anyways, fine. I'll come with you. All right. Come on. Come on, Margaret. And she begins to walk out of the door with you. I look at uh, 
the Don Trier. I forget what her. We never said her first name. Still haven't. Yeah, and I give her a look like, this is strange, but you're not phasing me. She looks at you um, a little, still a little forlornly as she like ducks her hands into the like um, the matted and like wooly uh, pockets as she walks along with you and uh, Margaret. And Margaret begins to walk away uh, and suddenly begins to cough quite loudly. (coughs) I'm fine. Margaret, take a seat. Okay. She sits down. What? Uh, Did you drink anything in the last few minutes before you saw me? Last few minutes? No, but I mean, of course I... I always have a martini before I performed, but I drank that must have been 20 minutes ago. Miss Dontrier, can I please see your hands? Certainly. And she removes her hands and shows them to you. And they're not she's not doing any sort of uh roll an investigation check. That might be a somatic component of a spell. Uh you do not get the sense of that. No. Yeah. Was that a now one? <laughs> that was a now one. You look at her hands and they look absolutely fantastic. Um Dang, some sexy hands. No no somatic components, no uh nothing. Okay. Is is uh Margaret still coughing? She seems to have stopped. Do you continue down the hallway? Miss I think that you should return to the guests downstairs. There has been no murder, therefore there's no need for you to be up here. I will stay with Margaret and keep her safe for the time being. And we will rejoin the party when we're sure that it's safe. Certainly. Only problem is, you see, this house, it doesn't like everyone. But I found at one point that it likes me. It does so sorts of odd things so long as I want them to happen. I have a feeling that the second that I walk down that hallway and out of sight, all of this might stop existing. I'd say that's unlikely, Miss Dontre. If you say so. And she begins hesitantly walking away. I timer. Hey, Margaret. I do love you. I. I hope you know that for as long as you can. Margaret uh, doesn't like seems a little like, huh? But doesn't quite say anything as she walk as. Uh, the youngest Don Trier walks away. It takes her all of about uh, 35 seconds to make it down the hallway as she slips around the corner and disappears. Let's wait here a little while, Margaret, and make sure that we feel all right before we keep walking. Hum. 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 Oh. As 
you look at Margaret and she is currently looking pretty bad, somehow unable to speak. It now seems like she can't even breathe as she begins to choke. Hmm. Very curious. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to be dying, Margaret. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She does. You're being murdered, Margaret. (laughs) Are you going to do anything about it? I mean, I don't have much I can do. <laughs> to stop her? Are you from dying? Yeah. You're, huh? I'm a detective. I solve murders. Yeah? Currently, somebody's supposedly being murdered. Yeah. But how do I stop this from happening? <laughs> I guess I want you to live. Uh, I'm going to take my pocket watch and I'm going to turn the hand on it back until the time right before, uh, Miss Don Trier left us, which <laughs> activates its magical ability. <laughs> uh, as it, as things start to rewind backwards and suddenly Don Trier is next to you, I have a fear that as soon as I slip away... This will stop existing. I have that same fear, so maybe we should all return to the party together. Yes. Maybe we should. Come on, Margaret. Let's go. And she begins to walk again further down the hallway, and suddenly she begins choking again. Well, Margaret, (laughs) let's walk back towards the room where you already were. Okay. You guys walk towards the room, and and immediately the choking disappears. Okay, Margaret. (laughs) Something about this room is stopping you from dying. I have a feeling, though, that you will eventually die in this room. (laughs) This this house doesn't seem to like us to deviate from timelines. Player to Mike, or DM to Michael, there is, like, one object you have not looked at in this room. The bowl? Sure. Hey, Mocker, what's that bowl over there? Uh, it's the teleportation device down to the bottom floor for hmm. the performance. I investigated. <laughs> Roll an investigation check. Come on, not in that one. That's a 12 plus 820. With a 20, uh, you notice that it has indeed been tampered with. Uh, and that it seems that uh, you've looked at a few of these before. They're more like knickknacks and like fun, like quirky things than any sort of real magic. It's teleporting between rooms, not mm. towns or cities or something. But yes, normally these devices take about, you know, 20 gold pieces worth of ash. But <laughs> they do. <laughs> this, but this one, one seems to be much more efficient. I I don't know. Herschel built it a long time ago. Um, but you look at it and you notice that rather than ash in there or any sort of um, clear ke- chemical that might uh, help with uh, teleportation, instead there seems to be this black murky liquid inside. Oh. Did you not notice that this seems to have been tampered with? Uh, it, what? No, I, I normally operate this thing on my own. 
I mean, I don't ever operate this thing on my own. I, the Herschel normally operates it, but he Did wanted Herschel... to see the performance. Oh, so you set it up this time, or Herschel set it up for you? I don't touch my the set pieces. I simply do my job and go home. Of course, I didn't work on this stupid, petty thing. So Herschel set it up. I assume, yes. Interesting. What about it? Well, it's possible that Herschel is trying to murder you. Herschel trying to murder me? I created Herschel. I think that's probably why he wants to murder you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard about cattiness in the theater, but that's absurd. Without me, I was a about to make it big and well i mean of course i i would have brought herschel along i mean if he didn't have that stupid silly gimmick i would have brought him along yeah but it, a half gnome nobody's ever heard of a half gnome <laughs> he's just wearing stilts under there that's why he walks like that he's not really drunk he just plays it off as though he's this eccentric playboy or something but what does he gain from murdering you? Is it just revenge? I have no idea. Isn't that the question? Says the youngest Don Trier. Yes. Who is still there? Hmm. Youngest Don Trier, it'd be great if we knew your name. <laughs> your first name. Lila. Lila. <laughs> oh, that's a... <laughs> only my my name is only slightly more beautiful, <laughs> Lancy. <laughs> That's a good name, but I don't really want to talk about names right now. I want to talk about what's going on here. Yes, and it's quite the pickle. Well, it seems like if we leave Margaret, then she's going to die. But if we stay, she's going to die. Seems to me the only thing we could do. is use this teleportation device, go down to the first floor, and maybe see what the hell is going on. Yeah, you go first. I think Margaret should go first. Um, No, I think you should go first. That's your idea. <laughs> but whoever goes first is going to die, obviously. Oh, so you're the one who's trying to murder Margaret then. No, I didn't put the black liquid in. I'm pretty positive Herschel You just is. tried to get her to use it. That's attempted murder. Uh, I have half a mind to arrest you right now. <laughs> it's pretty damning evidence that you're the murderer. You just her. tried to get her to use the murder weapon to kill herself. I thought you would be so much easier to manipulate. Either you use the teleportation device right now, or you're under arrest. Okay, fine. Well, I'll use it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, she does, in fact, she puts her hands into the liquid and um, reads a little incantation that's written on the bowl and suddenly disappears. Margaret, I'll be right back. And I run back down to the dining room. <laughs> But I walk out of the room real cool, and then I just start sprinting. <laughs> you sprint down the stairs as you make it, you 
bust into the dining room. Uh, roll a strength check. Uh, yeah, it was great. Four plus one. With a five, you get the door flies open, smacking you in the face. Uh, you take six points of damage. What? <laughs> you get hit in the face as you fall down as Herschel runs out of the room. Um, he says, he says to himself, "What? That doesn't make any sense. What the hell was she doing up there?" Uh, as he as he makes as he goes towards the front door. Herschel? What? Why were you trying to kill Margaret? Where? You were in there. With your... What? Me? Why were you trying to kill Margaret? I was... Margaret? <laughs> no, no, no. I. Herschel, I've solved the case already. You, you messed with the teleportation device to try to kill Margaret. We sent down the youngest on Trier, Lila, instead. You were shocked about the fact that it was her instead of Margaret who got killed. You ran out here and admitted the whole thing as you ran across the foyer. Why did you do it? I, I, do you know how embarrassing it is to be a to to go around pretending to be a half gnome? <laughs> you brought it. Sounds like you brought that upon yourself. You make and one how does silly how, decision, and then all of a sudden you can't. How does killing Margaret fix that for you? I was going to reanimate her corpse. <laughs> okay. Hey. Interesting decision there, Herschel. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me know. And I take out my pocket watch and I set the time to 7.46 and 22 seconds. Okay. Which I believe was the time of death. Uh, it was directly before, yes. Yeah, I will. Like, I think it was actually the time of death, wasn't it? Sure. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I should be like now back on back in the dining room with the corpse of Margaret on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everybody's shocked, of course, whoa, right? Oh, whoa, whoa! A murder! As I jump up onto the table, reach into my pack, and take out uh, a couple of my throwing knives, and I find Herschel in the crowd, and he's running to the door. I throw one to hit him in the back. <laughs> Uh, roll the hit. I'm trying to kill him. <laughs> You're trying to kill him? Yeah. That was a four plus nine. Thirteen. You, do, you throw, throw it into one. the door. That's a 17 plus nine, 26. You hit him. You hit him directly into the back. Roll your damage. And of course, that was a, a one for damage. He, he and screams a, out and hits the door. And there is, of course, a paralytic agent in it. So he has to do a constitution saving throw. He easily fails it. All right. As he passes out. And I say, ev free, everyone. I mean, he doesn't pass out. He's paralyzed. Everybody, calm down. There has been a murder, but I've solved the case, just like I always do. That man, Herschel, plotted to murder his own wife. He used a teleportation device that he built for her years ago and sabotaged it so that when she pops down here, she would be dead. Instead of alive, like the plan was. For you see, and I jump off the table and walk over to him and pull the legs of his pants up to reveal his stilts. He is not a half-gnome at all, but in fact a fraud who is so embarrassed of his acting career and so jealous, so vitriolically jealous of his wife's career, that he was willing to murder in order to right the world to what he believed it should be. Amazing! Amazing! You... 
How did you... S it just happened. How are you this good, Pixel says, standing at the t top of the table. Pixel, this is what I do. Wow. I am a detective, and I solve cases. And as always, I solved it immediately. As people, like, kind of look around, a little shocked <laughs> that there was just a murder, and immediately the culprit was found. <laughs> as I take out my handcuffs, and I put them, I put the shackles on, uh... Onto, uh, what's his face? Herschel. As you shackle up Herschel, um, and, and some of the servants help you take him outside, I'm guessing to your carriage so you can take him to the proper authorities. Yes, I will take him right away to the proper, to the constabulary. As, <laughs> as, as you load him into the carriage, um, and I assume you head straight out. Yes. Um, as you see Gondriel, who says, well, thank you very well, much. I guess I have to go to Augustus to get my money. Um, uh, Augustus, uh, rushes out of the door. Oh, um, I, I, I'm so sad we didn't make acquaintance, but, uh, our, our esteemed, uh, the, the Dontrier family sends their regards as he pulls a large ornate statuette. I, I hope this... Immeasurably uh, expensive piece will will work as a reward. Oh, thank you very much. I'm just, I'm only sad that I couldn't prevent the murder and that I was only able to solve it. <laughs> yes, what a shame. Truly. Cut down before, uh, cut down right in her prime. I heard that she was about to perform at quite the ballroom. Yes. Well, uh, truly is truly is a, a catastrophe. This lunatic deserves to be held accountable for his actions. Justice will be served. Stay safe. Safe travels and all that. Thank you. Uh, Tell the Don Trears that I am very grateful for their employment and to recommend me to their friends. You actually look up to the third floor where you had seen a figure before and you notice the uh, rotund visage of uh, the of Don, Don, Donovan Don Donovan Donovan Don Trier uh, as he nods to you. I give him a little nod back, and I get in my carriage. As you get in the carriage, and you give your commands, and you start making your way away from the house, I assume? Mm-hmm. You make your way away from the house, and feeling as though you've done your deed and solved the crime, the horse um, galloping upon the cobblestone after the marble, and you make your way away. And as we see that, we drift up and over to that third floor as Donavine, Don Trier, goes to slink once away again. He turns and he sees a woman and he says, I told you that you weren't invited to this party. Every time you do, something goes wrong. To which the youngest Don Trier, Lila, looks and says, Oh yes, that detective, pretty good, but didn't ever question who was really at the top of this whole thing. Hmm. Well, maybe next time they'll figure it out. And with that... We will end the session. Woo! <laughs> Michael, how you doing? Good. That was a good one. That was. That was fun. It was long as fuck. I liked it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you had a good time. Well, I guess I guess we should wrap this up because it was pretty long. <laughs> it was pretty long. <laughs> I think that wins the award for longest episode of City of Town. It certainly does if you don't count two-parters. Mm-hmm. We don't. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, Casey. 
Oh, you're most welcome. Uh, thank you, as always, to everybody listening. Thank you very much, guys. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you to Ryan Riveros for audio editing. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you to Catherine Coolidge for the amazing artwork. Thank you, Catherine. If you want to get more City of Town, go check out at City of Town D&D. That's at City of Town D&D. At City of Town D&D, only on Instagram. On Instagram. We love you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.